Hey kids, welcome to Book Snub, a podcast about books. Only bad books, though. We read them and make fun of them because we have no lives. Just kidding, I have a life. I just choose to do this. One, two, three, four! Hey kids! Hey kids! One, two, three, four! Somebody! No, we weren't supposed to do that! (laughs) We're supposed Um, to avoid Shrek references for 20. No more Shrek. Well, we haven't recorded in 2018, have we? Right, so it's supposed to be. We are so incompetent. Anyways, hey kids! Hey kids! Welcome to Book Snub. Welcome to Boop Snoop. Welcome to the Boop of Snoop. Uh. I'm potatoes and new year new me. <laughs> how how are you a different person from last year? Is it the loss of Shrek references? We will no longer be making <laughs> Shrek yeah. references. New year new book snub, no more Shrek references. We'll f- we're freeing you, listeners. Exactly. Uh no more unenchanted references. Well, <laughs> <laughs> No more it references. Like we're coming up with new jokes in the two thousand of the eighteen. Yep. New jokes? I don't I think mean, I can do that. Old jokes. I can't work in these conditions. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, I'm Clara, also known as Ivy. And um, you know, it's twenty hydrate teen, so I hope you're all keeping hydrated out there in that cold winter. Leave me alone. Stay hydrated, kids. I'm Rachel, and I just gotta say to also everyone... Also known as Jazz. Yeah, also known as Jazz. We need to settle on our name. I just gotta say, Spongebob Squarepants the musical is the best fucking musical in the whole world. Stop plugging Spongebob Squarepants the musical. It's a good show, and people are just ignoring it. I saw it, and it was the most amazing experience of my life and everyone Rachel else came to New York it. when I wasn't here specifically to spite me yes that was it it wasn't just you know that it was winter break and so you weren't in New York because it was winter break and I could go to New York because it was winter break <laughs> no I don't That's think it was logical that. I think it was you hate me I can't, I can't work with, in these conditions with these people. Backstabbers. So, today, we have a book that was su- actually suggested to us. This is our first, like... This is our first listener suggestion. Um, you can suggest things to us by tweeting at us, at Booksnub. I run the Twitter. It's very good when I remember to run it. Yeah, don't suggest Fifty Shades. Don't suggest Twilight. Don't suggest... What else don't we want them to do? My suggest? Immortal. Or any My like immortal. unpublished fan fictions. Yeah, we're not gonna do unpublished fan fiction. Um anyway, you can suggest other bad books to us and we might read them because We have no lives. We have no lives. We read bad books so you don't have to. <laughs> um yeah, this was suggested by A person. Our one singular fan. Our one singular fan. Did we get a name? I don't know. Okay, I don't know if it's Eva or Ava, but you know who you are. You know exactly who you are. One person that listens to Booksnub. Um, at Amdrags on Twitter. There we go. I found it. Okay, so that's that. It's called Perfume Story of a Murderer. I've been calling it, you smelt it, you dealt it. The thing is, he smells it, but... He does not deal it. Oh, no. At all. Wow. Oh. And that's... That's his problem. That, that was full That's of really deep. He smelt it, but he didn't... <laughs> no one ever it. asks what the smelt it did to him. <laughs> so, this is about France. <laughs> <laughs> that really... That this explains the whole book. A boy in the very, very stinky, stinky place of France. The stinkiest of places. Yeah, so it starts out about, no, it has several paragraphs, and it starts out about how, how stinky 18th century France is just so stinky, just so smelly. It's like, the 
Paris is the stinkiest place in France, and Paris it's like, is the stinkiest but of them but all. therefore it's the stinkiest place in the world because France is just so well. Smelly. France, yes, France is the smelliest place because we all hate France here. I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're French, stop listening. <laughs> and apparently, it was just so smelly that like. There's this child being born, and there just wasn't enough scent left for him. No, no, we can't really skip how he was born. No. Like, basically... Let's, yeah, let's go over this. So, his mother works in a fish market. Like, okay, so basically there was a cemetery. Which is a very stinky place. There was a cemetery, and they, like, uprooted the cemetery, and they're like, what should we put here on this old uprooted cemetery with dead bodies? Oh, we'll put a grocery market. Because that makes sense, right? Yeah, so it's extra stinky because there used to be, like, bodies? No, they're still there. They just built the grocery over the bodies. Oh, okay. There's still bodies, so it's extra stinky. And she works in a fish stand, which is pretty stinky. And this lady... She's gutting fish, and then she squats down and just gives birth right there under the table. She squats, yeah. (laughs) So she's gutting some fish, and she just, like, squats down, just pops it out. And, um... That just goes on. And then she with just her life. goes on with her life, and then and then everyone she like the, all the passers by are oh yeah she paints she faints she paints um and the passers by are like what is up with this weird bloody woman just sort of in the middle of the fish market and then they find this stinky baby but he's not and stinky he's not actually stinky not baby. stinky well we haven't really gotten there yet. They find a baby, and um, she goes to jail because she was going to, like, kill the baby or something. She's killed a bunch of her babies before. This is how she- this is her routine. She just pops it out during the day, and then Yeah, just, apparently she's know, had, like, several babies, and then she, she just, like, pops them out and waits for them to die, which is nice of her, I guess. Um, mother of the year. So, yeah, basically she goes to jail, so he gets sent to, like, wet nurses. He gets sent to various people. Done. Everyone just kind of plays hot potato with this child. <laughs> Don't compare him to a potato. Oh, damn it. I'm sorry. I can't believe you would do this. A game of, uh... Hot... I don't know. Hot baby. Um, anyways, so his first wet nurse is, like, a big complainer, and she's just like, I want more money because this baby is of the devil. He has no smell. He's, just, he's evil because he has no scent. Dun, dun, dun. The guy's like... But what about, like, his diaper and everything? And she's like, well, his poo smells. So I don't get how, like, things on him can smell. And, like, shouldn't his sweat also smell by that? And then he shouldn't, shouldn't he have a normal scent, too, there? That's the point. He doesn't. Okay, but that still, it doesn't make sense. Shouldn't everything on him not smell, then? Shouldn't his poo also not well, smell? his poo? Okay, but sweat is sweat. So make up then your mind, Gwen Wee. smell because it's on you. Dun dun dun. Or like just things you touch during the day and accumulate should have scent. Okay, anyways, his name is Gwen Apparently that's French for frog. That's of no importance <laughs> to the story, but I looked it up, so now you have to know too. Yeah, this book is about smells. This book is about smells. So the, the baby gets passed around like a hot... um. Not potato, and not a potato, not a something potato. else that doesn't have a smell. And he's also got this, like, I can't find the description, but there's a very uncomfortable description of this baby and his little, like, nose, and how he just, like, sniffs the air. Oh, yeah, because, like, technically he's, like, a ward of, like, these monks who, like, live in something called a cloister, but I'm not going to call it that because that's a Pokemon. A cloister but... is a real thing. I think you should know that. I know that, but it's still a Pokemon, so I will not call it <laughs> it's that. It's a Pokemon first and a real thing second. Correct. Anyway, so he's like a ward of this thing, so then like when that first wet nurse who's like, he's of the devil, brings him back to like the cloister, because she's just like, I don't want it anymore. The priest is like bouncing him up and down and like keeps saying boop-dee-doo, and since I was listening to the audiobook, I had to listen to the narrator like say that over and over no! again. <laughs> He's just like boop de doo with the baby, and he's like pretending the baby. <laughs> he's like pretending the baby is his or something. But then he starts getting creeped out because the baby starts like sniffing him. And he feels like the baby can smell underneath his skin. Thanks for those sound effects. 
You're welcome. Well, those are some good sound effects, Jazz. Oh, yes. Oh, here here it is. I, I will read an excerpt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> an excerpt. <laughs> then the child awoke. Its nose awoke first. The tiny nose moved, pushed upward and sniffed. It sucked air in and snorted it back out in short puffs like an imperfect sneeze. Then the nose wrinkled up and the child opened its eyes. And it has weird, gross eyes. But Terrier had the impression that they did not even perceive him, but not so the nose. Okay, so... It's a creepy nose, baby. <laughs> creepy nose, baby. The tiny wings of flesh around the two tiny holes in the child's face swelled like a bud opening to bloom. So that's sort of the tone of this book all the time, and I had to read this, so... Lots of words. We all did. Wait... Let's let's make it clear. Ivy did not read the whole thing. Well, listen. <laughs> you have no argument. She hath suffered less. First of I all, also potatoes. Didn't also didn't read it. Second I of all, I listened to it. <laughs> listen to it, which is objectively worse. I had to listen to this British man fake a French accent. I I got like halfway through, and I was like. I think I understand where this story is going, and I don't need any more of it in my life. So, <laughs> but like, I read a good half of it. Honestly, per I mean, I didn't, I didn't like hate reading it. Like, it's not written the br- poorly. The writing isn't awful, but it's, it's very just, uncomfortable. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. The it's descriptions. Just too descriptive. The, there's too many descriptions, and they're like very weirdly descriptive. And you're just like, ugh. Like, the two <laughs> wings of flesh around his, like, holes in his face pucker like a flower opening to blow. Like, that's weird. Face holes. His face holes. Anyway, after he's done sniffing the priest, the priest is, like, creeped out. So he starts fantasizing about, like, chucking the baby. Yeah, so the priest gives the baby to somebody else. Like, the, like, a... It's a lady who owns an orphanage. Oh, a lady who conveniently... Lost her sense of smell. She doesn't wow. have a sense of smell, so she doesn't realize this is a creepy baby. And there's, like... This book also goes on a lot of tangents about things that aren't really important. It tells us a lot about this lady. Oh, uh, yeah. It really goes into this lady's, like, life history. Like, it's like, she's... Her childhood trauma? Yeah, they're like, she's dead inside. And I'm like, in 2017, I'd have been, like, same. But because it's a new year, new me, I'm not gonna be, like, same. I'm gonna be, like, not same. <laughs> Not same. We are alive inside this year, folks, kids. I'm a potato and I'm alive inside <laughs> this potato's new mood. So yeah, she doesn't have a sense of smell and they talk about her life for a really long time about how her dad like mix smacked her across the face and now she has no smell. And then it like speed runs and through the rest When she lost her life. smell is when she lost her soul. Apparently. Oh yeah, you're not a human anymore if you can't smell. I forgot that part. That's how that works. Um, they also, like, go into how, what her life is gonna be like after, and they, like, go into how she dies, and it's oh, just, that like- that really sad. It's, like, really That's depressing. That's a common thing in this book, is that every time, uh, little grand wheel <laughs> goes to a new place, I'm gonna say it like that every no, time. No, you're not. No, you're not. Uh, yeah. I refuse to let you do that. <laughs> so, every time he goes to a new place- the book makes sure that you know that the people he was just with have a horrible life afterwards. Oh. And many miseries befall them. But I feel like... Okay. I feel like it. It's not, is it supposed to be saying that that's the fault of Grumley? Or is it supposed to be just everybody in this sort of smelly Paris had a kind of awful life? Well, I mean, kind of in the beginning you're like, maybe it's everyone in Paris... But then later, he leaves the guy he was apprenticing, who he made, like, very rich, because he's a smell boy. Hold on, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Anyway, so basically, after they start talking about the orphanage lady, they, like, speed run through, like, the rest of his childhood, and about how he had, like, 18 deadly diseases, but he, like, survived them all, and it's, like, really 
fastly done, which is weird because this book is so descriptive, but then it just kind of does that thing, like, in The Lion King, you know? Like, where Simba was, like, tossing yeah, and his walks, head. He walks across <laughs> the log. log. <laughs> and then he, like, grows up. That's basically what they so, do. They just kind of... Grimwee has a deadly disease, Akuda. and then he grows Akuda. five years. Matata. 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 It means no worries. It means no worries. Oh, God. Pari's gonna kill us for all the singing. Anyway, the other kids in the orphanage hate him. Then he grows older. They try and murder him. This is all passed by really fast, but then they go back, and that's when They're they start. They're very nice children. <laughs> yeah. And so that's when they start talking about... Oh, yeah, and then the lady takes him to a tanner, as Jazz was saying, because, like, the priest stops paying, like, his rent or something. So she sells him to the tanner and gets a receipt for him. So that's nice. <laughs> you know, get your money's worth. Yeah, so he's like the Tanner's apprentice for a while, and he has a, you know, deadly disease, and then he lives. So the Tanner's like, oh, this guy's cool, actually. And then he's, because he's sort of there for a while, just sort of, you know, tan and hide. He's like a very good worker, and just doesn't ask for a lot of breaks or whatever. He's a very good he has worker. No friends the, the book likes to, to describe him as a um, hibernating tick, uh, but. Which is very sort of uncomfortable. Yeah, they're always just like, he's like a tick waiting to suck the blood of people. And it's like, thank you, book. Anyway, then we get to like the first like thing in this book, I guess that's important. So one day he's like walking along and he's like, smells the smell. And it's the most delicious, pure smell he's ever smelled. That kind of smelly smell. That smells... Smelly. <laughs> smelly. <laughs> so yeah, he uses his uh, smell man powers. Smell man. It's kind of like Superman, but like worse. So yeah, he <laughs> he sees the smell man signal in the sky, and then he like follows it. Anyway, he like follows this like really pure smell. He sees this girl, and he's like, "Oh, that that's the smell. It it's this girl." He like tracks her down. But yeah. well, he, oh, before this, he like gets a lot of free time when he's at the tanner, and he goes outside and just like smells things. And that's what he does with his life. It's just, like, smell things and, like, remembers the smells. He, but then after that, he finds the, the really good smell and goes goes and finds this girl. And, and he, like, he's, like, gotta find that good, good smell. He tracks her down it's like, like the he's best smell. It's kind of milky. Ever. And then... Such a good smell. And I now have to kill her. Yeah, and then he, like, goes up to her and, like, smells her while she's, like, sitting there. And then she, like, notices him, and then he just, like, kills her. Well, what he says is he's like, oh, man, this smells really great. I need to preserve it forever. And then he kills her. Yeah, that so seems, like, odd I don't logic. get the connection. Yeah, it's just, like, if you kill her, you won't... She's not gonna smell, like, I don't... Do you know how the smells work, sir? Yeah, he kills her, and then he smells her, like, real good. Like, her body, he just, like, smells it. Real good whiff. It's a real good whiff for, like, a while. I just want it to be known that the narrator of the audiobook took 23 minutes to read this entire scene. Ew. Ew. I don't know why it took so long, but I was just sitting there like, when is he gonna be done tracking this girl? Like, he's, like, literally nose to the ground. And then afterwards, he's like, oh, man, I got this smell. This changed my whole life because I'm gonna have it in my mind forever. And then he's like... After today, he felt as if he finally knew he, who he really was. Nothing less than a genius. Because you see, it takes a pretty high IQ to understand smells. He's a smell <laughs> genius. Well, he can, like, remember all of the smells. And he decides that his calling in life is to be the greatest perfume man. Smell boy. Smell boy. The, the greatest smell oh, yeah. boy. Up next on, um, as I'm calling this book now, Smell Was nominated for the... The Oscars, the greatest nominated for the the Oscars, the greatest smell. You know the 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 movie about the circus is this. One. That was okay. So well, up uh, next, you know, next. on yeah, <laughs> um, up up next on the the smell wars, the last smell man. <laughs> he kills her, mix strangles her, sniffs her. So yeah, okay. So he finally accepts his destiny as Captain Smell. And he makes up his mind to basically, like, become the greatest perfumer. So he, like, goes to visit, like, I don't know, perfume alley. And then alley. suddenly, 
we're not talking about him anymore. We have to learn oh this God. life story. 45 of minutes of the audiobook was them talking yeah, about just, like, other switches. Men. Okay, I just want to, I want to make a point. I know, Potatoes, you listened to the audiobook, so you might not have gotten this. But um, on page 48, at the kind of almost beginning of chapter 10, for a little while, he's like, you know what? What if I made this a play? And it's in script yeah. format. And then it that is. Stops. What? I know. I forgot about that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and that never happens again. And okay. I'm just like, the author just did that. He's like, you know what? It's a script now. And then yeah, it that never was does weird. It again. That was odd. No, it just switches very abruptly, and it like switches to the perspective of these perfume men. Perfume men. Perfume men. But yeah, something that y'all would not know, since this was only in the audiobook, like from this point onward, apparently from this play point onward, they start reading like all of Bryn Wee's lines, like Smell Boy, in like this weird Gollum voice, and they do that for the rest of the audiobook. Oh no! <laughs> yes. <laughs> like. They really start doing that. So after they start, like, talking about these perfume guys for, like, ever, then basically, um, I don't think anything important happens during the entirety of these perfume men's stuff until Grenwee, like, breaks into Baldini's place or whatever. It's like, I want to be your perfume boy apprentice or whatever. Well, Baldini's basically like, you know what? Fuck it, I give up. I'm not good. I'll never be as good as this other perfume man in another town. I'm just gonna sell my business. And then, you know, Grand Wee comes in and he's like, got a shipment of leathers <laughs> for ya. And then he's like, I can make some sense. I hate you. Why? Oh, I thought that was a pun. Wait, where? I thought you made a sense sense pun and I was about to, like, leap through the computer. Yeah, and, like, like, it can make some you. sense and then sense... No, I'm just saying I can make some. S- I can- okay. I I thought he was just making some scent, but like smelly. All scents. right, everybody. And I wasn't. What a good joke. Anyway, so back to his back to his golem lines or whatever. So like everything he says during like this point of like talking to Baldini, he's just like starts freaking out. He's like, "This perfume has Snorax in it," and it's just like, "Please." No, and then Baldini's like, "Please leave me alone, Smell Boy." And he's like, "No, no, I can make this perfume that you don't know how to make." And then Baldini starts like quizzing him. It's just like, "Well, what's the formula?" And of course, like Renwee doesn't know what the formula is, but he's like, "If you let me use all your expensive stuff, I can make it." Yeah. And then he just dumps all this shit <laughs> in there, and like the, the guy's just standing there horrified because he's just you know. Poof, poof. And not, he's usually, like, carefully measuring things, and this guy's just sloshing it all around in his smell bucket. But it ends up being the same scent that, you know, fancy perfume man in another town has made that was so popular. I have to- I feel like I need to emphasize that this event happens on- in chapter 14, and we switch to the perspective of the other perfume man at, like, chapter 10. I told you it took like forty five minutes to get through perfume man. Like, I was just like, when perfume are we getting man back to the main has, character? Like, a full like mini series within <laughs> HBO mini series. This, I guess, this is just a thing with uh, books set in France in uh, the eighteenth century. You're gonna start that talking very, about Les Mis. I don't want to. I was really trying to cut her off before she started doing it. <laughs> Listen. I was trying so desperately to just move on before she started talking about it. This is what you get for being a theater kid. Yeah, that's where you went wrong in life. Uh, that's not the only place I went wrong in life, let's be clear. So, Smellboy sloshes up his mixture, he's like, this is the same scent, and the the other guy's like, holy shit, and he just like sits down for a while, for a minute, because this is just too much to take in. And so Smellboy's like, I'm gonna make it even fucking better. And so he makes it even better. And then it's a very good scent. And he's like, Bitch, you know where to find me. And walks out the door. <clears throat> kind of. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. But yeah, he made a dramatic exit anymore. But yeah, Baldini basically cries at like how good that scent was. 
like literal tears well up in his own eyes. <laughs> Not someone else's. <laughs> um, someone down the street starts crying. Baldini's like, fuckless, I can't retire now. Now that I've like smelled this smelly smell. <laughs> smelly smell. And he walks down to Grimal's Grimal. the guy who's the leather man. Grimal? Who's uh, Grimal <laughs> who's apprenticing Grimal. And so <laughs> he's like, I'll buy your apprentice for like way more than he's worth. And the guy's like, Alright, take him. <laughs> Great. And then like that night he just gets real drunk and falls into a river and dies. Oh my god. Same. I didn't get to that part. <laughs> Same. Me as a perfume man. Well, it's the leather it's the leather guy. Oh the leather guy, okay. Who like died. The leather guy just Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I so see. So it's like I he like just got a bunch of money and couldn't even spend it because he just died. That's sad. Okay. That's that's unfortunate. I mean at least you know he died happy. Kinda. Yeah. I like how Granoui is, like, a hot commodity, though. Like, he's been sold, like, eight times by this point. Does that mean he's a hot commodity, or just that nobody wants him? Nope, I mean, both. I mean, you know, he's getting sold, like, legally and for some good money. Oh, wait, that's slavery. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> I was like, wait. Wait a second. Mm. Ah. <laughs> Obviously, because he's the best, um, smell man around, he starts the greatest smell man. The greatest ever smell man. Smell. The greatest smell man starring Sorry, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. And the Zendaya in movies that she should probably not accept roles for. <laughs> uh, you sound kind of uh He got salty he got real that. popular. Well, um see he didn't get popular. The perfume man, Baldini, got popular because he was just like, oh, this guy, he's just an apprentice. He's just helping me. He's not actually but making really, anything. He is the greatest smell man. But he's got... So he's, he's the got smell Ron behind Wheel the smell man. Locked up in his little laboratory. And he's just like, make some sense, make them. And he'd just like slosh some things around and be like, here's a new scent, here's a new scent. And everyone fucking loved it. But then, you know, the perfume man is like... Hold on a minute. You gotta do this a little more carefully. And taught him the craft of perfuming with measuring and shit. And the formulas. The Krabby Patty. The formulas. Krabby Patty secret formula. It's the secret formula. Okay. I'll allow these SpongeBob references, but we're quickly gonna exhaust those. <laughs> so- Chocolate? <laughs> Shut up. No. <laughs> what are they selling? <laughs> Perfume! Perfume! (laughs) So, they've got all these scents. All the rich people like them. And just as about as they're gonna expand, and, um, he's teaching Grand Week about all the getting essences. You're really gonna do that every time. Yeah. She told us. She warned us. He's telling him, teaching him how to get essences from, like, flowers and shit. And then he's experimenting on his own, and he's like, but wait, I can't get the smell of glass by doing the same thing. And then he just gets really depressed, and he almost dies. Um, 2017 same. <laughs> I'll give that a firm 2017 same. <laughs> 20 gay team, 20 hydrate team. We are better people in this, the 20 gay team. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yes, 2017 same. So he's dying. He's on his deathbed. And Baldini's like, what the fuck? This guy, how am I supposed to continue my business without, you know, the smell man who makes the smells? And so he's like, give me the smells. Tell me things. And he's just not saying anything. Granurich is not saying anything. So... Then, as he's about to die, because the doctor's like, he has 48 hours left to live. As he's about to die, he's like... How would a French doctor, a French in, doctor in the 1800s, or 18th century, would 1700s, would not know. A French doctor would be like, hmm, he looks kind of sick, let's chop his arm off. <laughs> 
Get the leeches. Get those <laughs> leeches. leeches. We gotta cut them open and bleed them. We gotta cut them open. There's got He's got something in there. I don't know what it is, but we gotta get it out. <laughs> Which, I don't know. They say he has smallpox, but, like, I mean, wouldn't you want to not be in the room with someone who has smallpox? But anyway, so he's dying, and he finally says something, and he's like, Baldini, is there another way to get, like, smells besides, like, you know, that essence-extracting thing? And he's like, uh, yeah. And so, immediately, he gets better. He's like, alright. That was weird. (laughs) Wait a second, that voice wasn't Gollum-y enough. That's so, like... Like, you're supposed to be like, is there any other way... Is there any other way? <laughs> any other way? And he's like, uh... Any other yeah. way? Forget the smells. He was dying of the smell, but then he's like, oh, actually I'll live. <laughs> he's like, oh, there's other things to do? Never mind. Guess I'll live. <laughs> Guess I'll live. <laughs> so he gets over that smallpox right quick. How many diseases has this man had by this point? I should have been counting them up. He's had a lot of diseases. But I mean, it is 18th century France. Anyways, the moral of the story is (laughs) that he becomes the best perfumer that ever perfumed in the perfume land. Oh, yeah. It does say um, that the perfume shop, his business made a quick ascent. And I just had had to point that out. That's... Very. That's got to be a deliberate pun. So anyway, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to believe that any of these puns are deliberate. But with the way this book is written, I'll have to believe it. Okay. So after that, Granui's like, you know, I gotta go to the sow because that's where these other smell methods are. Oh my gosh! These smell methods. And so he's like, I want to be a journeyman. And Baldini's like... Quick question. What is a journeyman? It's like... (laughs) I mean, it's a step above apprentice. Kind of. Okay. It's like you're... Thanks for that information. Information jazz. (laughs) You're kind of... You kind of know your shit. And so you're kind of a skilled guy. But you're not like a master. No. You're nowhere near a master. So basically, when Grenwee leaves, um, Baldini basically goes into ruin, which further supports this theory that this is all Very Grenwee's literally fault. into ruin. Baldini is like, literally. okay, you know, you can leave, but just don't make any of the sense you made for me, and then just don't be in Paris anymore. And Grenwee's like, okay, he steps outside Paris, and then, like, Baldini goes to sleep that night, and his house just collapses into the river. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> this is like um this is some wide window shit no it's not aunt josephine no oh my gosh his house just collapsed into the river and he dies all those I, formulas he, he wrote gets down eaten by the lake lacrimore leeches and then you know he had his like money man who handled the money who worked for him and he was going to take he over the shop after Baldini. should have gotten insurance on his house but before he went to sleep. The no. will was gone and the, the money man got nothing and, you know, died in poverty. I feel like you missed my joke. I said no to <laughs> it because we are not making the same references in <laughs> 2018. But yeah, basically, while Granwee's strolling out of there, like, do-do-do-do-do and feeling lighter with every step as he gets away from, like, the stench of Paris, this band is, like, in ruin. So it's just like, what are you doing to these people, Granwee? He is Satan. Like the nurse said. She okay. was right. So that first wet nurse was right. Way to pre- predicate. Uh, that's not what that means, but okay. So yeah, he basically just, like, travels the countryside and, like, smells things. The man smell man. I'm sorry. Thank you, Jazz. So he basically travels the countryside and is just, like, smelling things, and he feels better, you know? And then sometimes he feels worse because he comes across a farmer. He's, like, eel manure. But, you know, other than that, he's feeling pretty good after ruining, like, 82 people's lives by this point. And he's only, like, Does 15. he even know that he's ruined these people's lives, though? Like, does he know that they've died immediately after he leaves? Uh, why would he care? Do they have newspapers? <laughs> Obituaries? I think they... Could he read? Does he know how to read? Probably not. 
Probably uh, not, right? So there's, like, no way he knows that he's ruining all of these lives, but he's still doing it. He wouldn't care. He Let's wouldn't be, care because he has no soul not. because having a soul... He already killed a he woman. He already killed a woman. <laughs> That's true. Wait, but he... He already killed a woman. Okay, so the lady... The other lady has no sense of smell, which means that she has no soul. But he has the best sense of smell, which also means that he has no soul. She, hunt. she has no smell, which means she can't smell other people and so can't feel a connection to them. He has no scent. He gives off no scent. And so other people can't connect to him. And he kind of has no soul because... So, like, she couldn't smell other people's, like, essence and soul, and so she didn't like them, and he has no soul. I feel like that's not how that works. Oh, it's definitely not. Don't you know, Ivy? Smell is connected to every part of who you are as a human. I feel like... And if you don't have I'm not too sure about that. That's not how any of that works. But yeah, he continues to just travel... And the longer he goes without smelling smells, the more sensitive he gets to the smell. So he basically hones his craft as smell man. And he's very happy he doesn't have to smell people anymore. The longer he goes without people, he's like, fuck people. And instead of going where he was going to go and getting a job, he's like, I'm going to live in a cave in a mountain. Which is everyone's goal. So he is like Gollum. Same. Oh my god. <laughs> is that a 2017 same or a 2018 same? Uh, both. <laughs> the eternal same. So he's just chilling in a mountain by himself for seven years, and then he's he's and like, and then Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins comes and says, "What have I got in my pocket?" <laughs> We just, like, change books completely. <laughs> we just, in the middle of one of our podcasts, we're going to eventually do this. We just change books and pretend like no one's going to notice. <laughs> so, yeah, then he found the one ring to rule them all. and <laughs> He's put it on and he's invisible and no one can see him. Yeah, isn't that and wild? no one can smell him Who's either. Who's this so... talking bitch? Who does he think he is? <laughs> Anyway, so back to Gronwy in his cave, which, you know, makes sense that his name is Frog. He, he has a nightmare, and he finally realizes, okay. wait, I don't smell. <gasps> and he tries to get a smell out of himself, but he doesn't smell. Dun, dun, dun. So oh, no. he's like, this mm. is a problem. I gotta go into town and fix it. Same. And of course, he looks like a bag of trash. When he walks in. Yeah. So he lies to, like, everyone that he was, like, mech kidnapped. So that way people don't know that, you know, he's been, like, a mountain man for Did however long. Did you say mech kidnapped? Yeah, he, he got mech kidnapped. Can I get a so, yeah. mech kidnapped? Mick kidnapped? <laughs> <laughs> Can you, uh, mech kill uh, me? Um, <laughs> Jazz, no, that's 2017. It was. That's 2017, Jazz. Okay, that was a 2017 jazz. one, but it was very funny, and I had to say it. Okay. Just need to include the disclaimer every time. What happened to the positive? <laughs> what happened to you, Jazz? What happened to 20 Hydrating? What happened to the fact that it's either Kill Bill or Be Bill? <laughs> <laughs> it's either Bill or Kill Bill. <laughs> Bill. Anyways, so he it's goes either smell or don't and he smell. basically they smell or be smelled. <laughs> smell or be smelled. Oh my gosh! But yeah, so basically he gets to this town and he's just like, oh no, I don't smell. So now I have to create a smell for myself. So he just like grabs some some of that stuff you know that stuff and he creates himself drugs a a human smell after some guys like yeah some guys like make him look um all fancy and then he gets a human smell and suddenly everyone's like wow you're a person right so basically that's how humans identify one another by smell yes oh definitely that's that's i always walk up to people like Ah, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> you sniff out your friends by saying, "Yeah." You're just like, "Oh, hey, Sarah." <laughs> oh, 
Oh, it's you. <laughs> Good to see you there. Because, you know, eyes aren't a thing anymore and the hearing isn't a thing. So that's how he does. And then he's like, he goes and finds himself another, um, not apprenticeship, he's a journeyman now. So he works under some other chick who does the essences and gets them better because he s- smelled another girl, again, a pale redheaded girl. And he's like, oh, but I gotta wait a little because she's not at her full smelliness yet. So it's, it's gonna take about two years to be at peak smell. It's like a long time in the book, what? probably. So until yes. then, I gotta figure out how to make this essence. Time. It took he's, him like 58 minutes of the second part of the audiobook. So he's in a laboratory cooking up <laughs> scents. Laboratory? And then, laboratory, and then he starts uh, murdering again. Uh-oh. He starts with a dog. So basically practice. he's like starting to like work his way up to this girl that he smelled or whatever. I'm not going to say her name because I'm tired of speaking French at this point. They gave her a name? I think so. Oh, fuck. Okay, continued. Whatever, he decides to start working his way up to the girl, so he starts killing other girls, but now, instead of just, like, killing them and sniffing them like he did the first girl, now he's like, I gotta preserve these girls' scents. So then he, like, cuts off their hair and, like, puts it in a bottle, and it's like, sniff, sniff! <laughs> these, these sound effects. <laughs> we don't... We don't need them. I think we need them. This is the time when we should have been sick, but no, we were sick for the first podcast when we didn't need these sniffles. So he's doing all the murders, and then he does the other murder. The special murder. The the special murder of the girl who has a name. (laughs) Sure does have a name. Damned if I know it. (laughs) Yeah, basically her dad was, like, moving her around because he was like, oh no, this man's gonna murder my daughter. How does he know? And you know, since it's since it's 1800 France or whatever, he can't, like, just call the cops and be like, this man's gonna murder my daughter. He has a feeling. You know, everyone in this book, they have feelings. I got a bad feelings. feeling about this. I, I got a feeling. Um, anyways. Spidey senses are tingling. <laughs> yeah, his spidey senses are tingling. He's got tingles in his fingles. The tingly, tingles. No, Ivy, no. Not the tingle. the tingle fingles. I was trying to get Ivy to say that. Basically, really, that was. Did I just walk I, into that? That was provoked. Yes, <laughs> you walked straight into that setup. <laughs> so yeah, basically, her dad is just like, "Oh no, he's gonna murder my daughter, so I have to move her." But you know, after the two years is up, or whatever, Granwi, you know, just sniffs her down like Scooby Doo again, and you know, finds her and Mick murders her. Can I get a um, yeah. McMurder? Let <laughs> me get a number one with a side of murder. Murder she goat. Please. No. She <laughs> <laughs> kills the girl. I could just feel your reaction to that. I hate you. So anyways, he kills the girl, takes her sense, and is like, yes... Now I have the perfect scent, but now finally the police are like, um, sir, you can't be out here just murdering young girls. You're not supposed to be doing um, that. Excuse and me, so it. Uh, really? Actually? <laughs> Actually? I, I, I didn't know to. I was supposed <laughs> to do that. I didn't know so, I was, like, supposed to not murder. You guys yeah. didn't really explain that very well. It's, like, 1800 France, so of course they're immediately, like, um, you, you gotta, you gotta die. That's, that's just what we're doing. And he's like, "All right then." Well, yeah, that's pretty much what he's like. He's just like, "Okay, sounds good." But at the same okay. time, he's also plotting to like create the sentiest of scents that will like make everyone like really like love him, so that way he doesn't die. Because you know, in this book, people only identify you via scent. So, he's about to die, but his scent is so good that everyone else is just like, oh, he can't die because he smells good. Actually, he's innocent. Have you smelled him? Have you smelled (laughs) this man? He smells like a friend. (laughs) Nine out of ten jurors say that he's- And then, like, you know, 
someone wants to adopt him. That's weird. Yes, the girl's father. Oh yeah, the girl's father's like, wow, you smell just like her. I'm gonna adopt you. That's weird. Yeah, like, he killed her, his daughter, and then he's like, I wish for you to be my son. So apparently all this time, Grenwee is, like, still a child. That's really, like, bothering me now. I don't think he's a child. That's I weird think he's, because like, at adult. least ten times they're like, he's 20 now. How can you adopt a- You know what? I'm not questioning I don't know. this. I'm not gonna question 18th it. 18th century I'm not even France, sure y'all. Anymore, there are no rules. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Anyway, so basically he gets Mick let go because they're just like, you smell so good that you have to be innocent. And so he smells so good. Uh, people do, they do that, that thing, that thing that we don't talk about, the doododdly. The what? The doododdly. The doododdly. Oh. The frickle of the frackle. Uh, was like, yeah. Um, that's, that's Ew. gross. Yeah, all of them. They do it like in like the town square, and they're just like, uh, "Frickle frackle, this man smells good." Really? Knickknack. That's very yeah. uncomfortable. I don't like this book. Yeah, and it's very descriptive. Try hearing like a British man with a fake French accent just read it to you for like thirty minutes. No, I hate this. No, <laughs> no thank you. It's just like frickle, frackle, McFrickle, frackle, and then they frickle, frackle when they frickle, frackle. Anyway, so Bronwy is basically like has this like final realization that he really, really dislikes people, which is like if I had witnessed that, same. <laughs> yeah, I also same. Would I'd not. be like, time to go be Gollum and live in a cave at my. Right. He basically discovers that he really hates people because, like, of what we've been mentioning, which is just, like, that the scent thing controls, like, everyone. So he hates people, even though technically he has, like, the How can he hate people if he is a people? You know, good question. Well, question that we're not going to answer today. Because they smell, and he doesn't have a people smell. Is he not a people? It's either smell or be smelled, and he doesn't. he he only smells. He does not. He does not be smell. He does not have a smell for others to smell. He smells. He does not be smell. That who smells may not to smell or not smell. That, that to is. smell or not to smell. That is, it's to smell or to not have a smell. That is the question. Thank you. You're Ivy. welcome. That philosophy. Tati. That 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 philosophy. Anyway, the moral of the story is one day he smells so good that everyone is just like, "Wow, you smell good!" And so they start ravaging him um oh. the lines <laughs> not that kind of ravaging they actually eat it oh no oh no oh that's weird <laughs> <laughs> they tear away his clothes his skin uh and, oh. yeah, they they, oh. they dismember oh. him and they oh my God. eat him but they don't feel bad about eating him. well he didn't have a smell what i don't get is like he he was like, okay, I finally perfected the smell of this girl. And then everyone's like, wow, he smells great. And all this happens. That didn't happen around the girl. Well, maybe his smell right? is like extra good because he's like the, the greatest smell man. Dis- he like improves the upon the smell because that was like his whole point of like killing the girls is like they had a good smell to him, like a very yeah, good smell. Yeah, but he needed to make a better smell. Create, the like, best smell. Right. The ultimate, the ultimate, the ultimate okay. smell. The ultimate smell. <laughs> so yeah, basically they're all very happy after they kill him. I would be too. Whatever. He's kind they're of a like, creepy guy. Okay, but like it says, but I don't like, think I want to eat the real him. book. The real book. All of a sudden, there were delightful, bright flutterings in their dark souls, and on their faces was a delicate Virginia glow of happiness. Okay. Like that, they just ate a man. <laughs> yeah and then they're like when they finally did dare it at first with stolen glances they had to smile they were uncommonly proud for the first time they had done something out of love the end okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the book ends they did something out of love they ate a man they killed and ate a man good book everybody good podcast oh my gosh Think I'll stop now. So yeah, that's um. Thank you. I'll never come back. Um, Truly was podcast, but no, no. (laughs) Thank you.
Um, no, you'll fan. never get rid of What's me. What's the fan's name? It's Thank either you, Eva or name. Ava, but I don't know because it's the internet. Yeah, so sorry if you pronounced your name wrong, but thank you for uh, recommending this very awesome thank you. book to us. You're the first person to recommend uh, anything to us, and we love you. You disobeyed our orders that we gave you in one okay, of the episodes. Okay, I didn't give those was, orders. Hey, I did not give, I Katati, did not support that. Tamati. You did support it. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I have a memory of like can, two uh-huh. days. I can't remember what happened in the podcast episodes before this. I feel like one of these days I'm going to say something like wildly contradictory to something I've said in a previous episode. You just did! Even more so. Yeah, just now. And everyone's... You claimed that you didn't support it, but you also supported it. You were like, don't add us. Well, Jazz was like in the background, like, please add okay, us. Okay, okay, here, I see what happened. <laughs> this was before I ran the Twitter. Now I run the <laughs> <laughs> Now I have, now the power. I have the power, you should give the power to me. I didn't want you guys talking to Jazz. You are um, Jazz. But you, you can talk to me. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this is what you said. This is what you were yeah, thinking. She didn't want the fans talking to Jazz, but now that you, Ivy, are on the Twitter. I control the Twitter, so talk to me on the Twitter, and you will receive a shout-out on our podcast for with all of our three listeners. Uh, oh, yeah. Shout-out to Potsy. Shout-out to Potsy. Hey! Our other fan. Um, who else listens oh, yeah, to this? Fans. My brother listens to this. Um, yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna name all the singular all people listeners. who listen to it, because we actually can. Because that's we how have fans. people listen. Melissa? Yeah. Um, the other people... No, no, we're not mentioning anybody else. The other people else. on the boop snoop. The, the music, the, the, uh, snoozic. So, anyway, that was the book, folks. Um, Next week... I yeah, mean, very bad. I book. say week very loosely Next week, here, as in month or week, year, we might do another we're, episode. We are absolutely going to be week. on time because it's 2018 and New Year. It's, it's new 2018, stuff. not 2018. 2018. Ah! Okay. So we're going to be on time, starting starting now when I post this episode. So. Next week, we're going to read... We're going to read some John Green novel. Are we going to read John Green? I thought we were going to yes, read... we are, because... Divergent. I'm I'm not ready for Divergent. It's just too long. Well, that can be, like, two or... Well, three episodes seems like a lot, but it can be, like, at least two. Um, we could do five or six episodes, or just one. No. Yeah, so we're going to read some stuff... Which hunt? Do we want to decide on a John Green novel? Let's just say a title, and that'll be the book we read. Alright, so next week, kids, we're gonna read Paper Towns. Paper Towns? A John Green novel. Hopefully this will get us our first ever hate mail. Yes. Hopefully. Please, God. Please. That's all I want. With your hate mail. Yeah. Please add us on Twitter with hate mail. This was Buck Snub. I'm Rachel at slash jazz. I've been. You might as well. Maybe. And I'm Potatoes, and I think that Jazz should absolutely just go by Jazz at this point. Okay, I should give up, but yeah. All right. You can you can have your real name. We can be real name no. pals. No. Let's yes. do it. I'm Jazz. Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the... Oh, yeah. Rachel can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> She's dead. Sorry, the old Rachel can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, because she's dead. Even Rachel in 2017. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. I killed this woman for her scent. Look what you made me do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're ending on that note. Okay, that's podcast. Bye, kids.